You guys haven't even noticed something very different about today's recording. What? My drink. Drink. Oh yeah. It's been that kind of week, yeah. It's been that kind of month, through, boy. Oh, I swear. Feels good though. What to drink? Yeah, I kind of forgot what I'm like when I record drunk. We know what happens to you. You just talk over everyone. Well, that's not true. You don't shut the fuck up. That's not to true. To be honest, you sober too. Well, that's uh, this is the good mood podcast this week. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way she look in the Prada. Come at the Yama. Something, something, something marijuana. I'm trying to see what's under your Prada. What's the occasion? Every day's a celebration. When it come from the Gaza. Don't worry about who's going to pay the bills. Maybe Donada. Song is fire, you know. Mm-hmm. It's in my head a lot. Are we recording? We are. Oh, shit. We are. Um, are we going to do the thing? We're not going to do the thing this week. What? The intro thing. Yeah. I just like to hit you with it like by surprise. Oh, you, know, you just gotta Should be ready for it. this. Good and terribly. Episode twenty-seven. Don't lie. My favorite number. Twenty-seven. To- is it? Mm-hmm. Why? Twenty-seven for January, baby. Is that when you're born? Guy, That's bro. my birthday. That's my birthday. That's the reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a really shit That's reason to have number. a favorite number. <laughs> That's the best. That's number. a really shit reason. Mine is number eleven. Why? Oh, Rivaldo, cool. Mark Overmars. Okay. And then, man. Very good. Yeah. Seven a, and 11, a, you hear regularly. Just a good footballing number. number. Seven. Yeah. You hear seven. seven and 11 regularly from people say, yeah, that's my favorite. And Which four, one? strangely. Mm, I like the number three, to be fair. Mm. Please play left back. Menage. Yeah, it's magic as well, isn't it? How are you, man? Surviving. Surviving. I'm not going to lie. I almost didn't turn up. What? This evening. <laughs> almost didn't turn up this evening. The, uh, the beta to uh, football what? manager... 2022 came out last ah, night. Uh, at your I big had, age, you're still playing. Uh, <laughs> grow up. Uh, and I, 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 I almost spent all night playing it. Uh, I decided I wouldn't download it. I'm going to get home tonight. And if I have any plans with anyone over the next six to nine months, I'm very sorry. What's like, the difference between the full release and the beta? What's, what, what's yeah, the playing the beta is sick. Yeah. You're a sicko. Well, what, what, Just I wait for the full release. Sick, no, no. Right, what's no. the time differential on that? Uh, probably about three weeks to a month off the full one coming out. But, but you get to like play the new database, get to see no, the new No, but that's stats. bullshit because it's going to come out, you're going to buy that and then you're just going to start again. Yeah. So, so why don't you just you wait? Have, no, you have like a burn save so you can figure out how the new game works, how the mechanics work, how, how your tactics and your systems work, who, which no, players no, are good no, signings, no. which are duds. So do you know what I'd do if I was you, yeah? What? Get a life. <laughs> that's just rude. I was going to say I'd get into play to earn gaming. Oh, that's the future. Are you friend. trying to market your digital chickens? Not only digital what? chickens, but generally speaking. What's a digital chicken? Have you future. not heard about the digital chickens? Oh, no. Jolly. Tom will fill you in offline. Okay. <laughs> can't be inviting everyone to the back. Okay. <laughs> well, this um, is really going to get the people going, this intro. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. It's a high this energy one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, uh, we can how stop. We how can are stop. you, Rich? Get into play yeah, no. Uh, uh, oh, oh, this is going to be distracting. Yeah, we're going to have to turn this game off. What are you saying? How I'm alright, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking knackered, I'm not gonna lie. I am tired. Tired. I am so tired. We are a couple of days away from the end of Black History Month and it's been a resounding success. Nice, um, It's that, been great, but boy oh boy, it's tiring being a revolutionary. Mm. It's tiring being a change maker. Mm. I can imagine. It's tiring. <laughs> Open these fucking corporate minds up to the perils of my people. 
How have they been receiving it? Be no, the change good. you want to see. Yeah, it's brain. been yes. good. It's been that, good. That wasn't a black guy who said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm mad tired. But otherwise, um, I am. I'm good. <laughs> I'm better than Octavian is this week. That's for sure. Oh, oh snap. Uh, we'll get onto that later. Re- later. An episode, yeah. episode 12. How are you, Thomas? Icon. I'm good. I had a day filled with Ball Lake admin. <laughs> so I was just, yeah, yeah. You know, little things. Like most. Like... MOTing the car ah. and like little things like this, basically. So like, uh, so it's good. It's good. Uh, lots of pieces of admin got got dealt with, and now I'm sat here with you two. Yeah, We've got a couple of drinks in front of us. Very good. Yeah, let's go again. Yes, and um, we may be seeing a lot more of each other indoors if the uh, the news circulating around Europe mm. is to be believed regarding future lockdowns as we surge and surge even more into COVID cases. 52,000, oh, I think it was Light yesterday. Work. Light work. Uh, <laughs> uh, cases in the UK. Uh, I think the number is something stupid, like uh, 90% of those uh, unvaccinated people. 90% of what, <laughs> of that 50,000? It's almost Darwin at this point, isn't it really? Uh, yeah, basically, yes. Yeah, so 90% of the people who are in... Uh, who are hospitalized at the okay. moment okay. have um, are unvaccinated in the tip. I think they're in the age group of 10 to 19. Really? 10 to for, 19? For the most part. Holy shit. And this is where the conspiracy theories start whirling around. Mm, the quite, pandemic. Quite and curious that. that that's the age group. <laughs> yeah, yeah quite curious. That's the age group that is. Uh, Anyway. Uh, no, 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 no. Fill us in. No, I like no, a good one. No, 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 no. Give us, no, the, give on, us, the, no. give us a Spark no, Notes no, version. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I just feel like every single time there is a vaccination push for a particular group of people, whether that be boosters or young people, it coincides with a spike in cases. I just think mm. that's curious. Mm. I just think that's fucking curious. No one wants to say it. I'm going to say it. I just said <laughs> it. It is curious. Fuck's sake. Every single time. You're the, you're the third guy off Mythbusters. <laughs> But, but sorry, so so the kids, the people who are in the hospital now, the hospitalization, you're saying are predominantly like younger people. I, I might have got that stat wrong, but basically it's, it's younger it. people and unvaccinated people. Yeah, the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated yeah. makes sense. I think it's 10 to 19 though. A lot of a lot of people. There's one guy at work who came back to the office this week for the first time in about a year and a half. I said, Wait, why are you back here? And he said, well, um, they've finally decided to stop doing PCR tests. I won't do PCR tests. I'll only do lateral flow. Job. Why? I, he, I actually didn't ask him. Civil he rights. Looks, he looked so serious about it. He was like, like <laughs> "Why I, don't you probe when people say this wild shit?" Nah, because when I'm someone, Johnny, I'm when someone Johnny. who's like six three and visibly rattled about the concept of a PCR test is giving it to you face to face, there's just no upside in engaging. So he was like, "Well, they said they, they said that they was only going to do PCR test, so I wasn't going to come back." And now they say they let all flow. I'm happy to do it. Wow. No, that's not. The you said that's one of your colleagues. Yeah. You got some wild colleagues, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be a bit tapped to be a trader. Um, we're, we're all at different stages of the spectrum and yeah. he's at the PCR tests are toxic. Yeah. The reason Stage I said I'm with you though oh. is because you can tell that these kind of brothers sometimes are the ones who are waiting for you to ask why. Yes. Yeah, so and you don't want to get sucked into that because they're baiting you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. I didn't come in because uh, they do PCR tests so I only do lat- lateral flow. Oh, then, and then why they, and then they do not, a PCR exactly. test? Then there's a pause yes. and where they wait for you to be like, Oh yeah, or show some level of interest. Ask pussy, and then you're getting sucked into a ten-minute conversation. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. No, I have heard this one. They cover it in some kind of hydroxy bullshit, and that's like that's bad for for llamas. So yeah. fuck it, don't do I that. that. So do you reckon that we are going to go into lockdown? What do you think lockdown's going to look like? We've had uh, Latvia, Russia, and I think there are a couple of others who have already implemented a circuit breaker type lockdown, which is going to be short term. I think it's going to be a week in both cases. 
what do you think is going to happen with us? Boris is like, we don't need the plan B yet, baby. So as someone with a proven track record of predicting government policy with regards to COVID passports, <clears throat> which I'm still, still, which still are, right about. They're which rolled are, out in Scotland, which right? Are gonna, yeah, they're going to come. They're literally live. They're live they're in Scotland. They're not mandatory in England. That they're, was the they're topic of the debate. Anyway, I <laughs> can't both, believe you'd point out something that you're wrong on. Well, I don't give a shit about Scotland. <laughs> Shout out to the Scots. Um, I don't think that they'll do another lockdown. I think it'll be politically too... Nothing taxing. at all. No. Not even the low-hanging fruit like work from home and a potential travel ban. Yeah, that's not ban. a lockdown. They might, re- they might ask people to work from home. I think they might reintroduce mask mandates in particular places, but I don't think we're going to go back to a stay-at-home order. Like we Why? Have. Because they've promised... Well, obviously, what, what the Tory promises worth fuck all, but it would be politically extremely damaging. Bear in mind that we've now had a cabinet reshuffle with a view to a general election in the next year to 18 months. If we, in six months' time, i.e. 12 to six months from an election, are in another lockdown, voters uh, and the marginal far-right voters will see that as a massive failure of conservative policy. And Does anybody sure have something they'll get over. friends working in, in the NHS and spoken or able to speak on the hospitalisation situation there? We could probably get in touch with some people. We'll yeah, no, because I'm just trying to understand. Are you, are you talking about the crisis actors? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. I'm trying to understand, like, because obviously it's the hospitalizations that's the biggest issue. I don't think we are going into lockdown purely because we've got 50,000 cases on Wednesday or whatever it was. It's purely about NHS's ability to handle it. So I'm just trying to get a feel for whether or not there is a I problem there. I, don't, I can't hear anything that sort of signals that they are under it yet. I think that... As a ta- as obviously there's a relationship and a lag between cases and that. Yeah, happening, as right? a taxpayer, I would be happy to put all of the unvaccinated people left in the country uh, on the Isle of Wight. Uh, just do like okay. a festival for people who, who don't want the vaccine. Let them give it to each other and basically turn it into like Battle Royale. You okay. can stream it on Sky Sports. And whoever doesn't die of COVID and manages to swing, swim back to Southampton, like Mazel Tov, you can reintegrate to society with antibodies. But if you don't want to take the jab, then boy, don't infect the rest of us. Right. So before we segue onto a very, very important topic along those lines, let me just say hello to everybody who is listening. This could end terribly. You are probably <laughs> listening to us on one of a few streaming platforms. One might be Amazon. Mm. One might be Spotify. Mm. One might be YouTube. Is that, if you're te- nasty. Is that technically a streaming platform? Kind of. Maybe SoundCloud for the retro people. Um, and I'm missing one, but you get the point. We are here. We love you. Thank you for the comments, the love, the spreading, the sharing. Amen. We are back. Now back to the segue. Kyrie Irving. Okay. How do you feel about him giving your view that everybody who's unvaccinated should fuck off and die, Johnny V? So firstly, he's the basketball player I think you most look like. Um, but secondly... <laughs> That's just racist. <laughs> I look nothing like him in complexion, facial structure. He is quite He good is a good looking lad, but he wishes he looks like me. <laughs> No, come on. Like Chris Paul. Come on, don't fuck with me. Um, Uh, So I'm not really across this story. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to hand over to Tommy on this one. But as I understand, basically, he's not allowed to play because of some New York, because of the New York governor's mandate or something. Yeah, Yeah, ultimately. There are two mandates in place across the states, basically. Um, Currently, California and New York, basically, where they don't mandate. Unless you're double vaccinated, but I think there may be like some loopholes for single vax. You can't attend these kind of mass gatherings, basically. So. His situation, effectively, with with him not taking the jab yet, means that he can't practice with his teammates mm. and can't play home games, basically. Okay. Yeah. So, arguably, he could have played away games, um, but in the end, the team can that as well. Mm. They were like, we're not going to relocate our practice facility to, to, to accommodate him, mm-hmm. nor are we going to let him play in the away games because it just doesn't make sense from a chemistry yeah. perspective. He can't train with us, rah, rah, yeah. rah. Yeah. So, uh, that he's getting paid 
for the away games. Happy days. Because they're because they're sitting them out. Okay. Even though you can play. Yeah. But they're not paying him the uh, the home games. So which is essentially three eighty uh, a home game, three hundred eighty thousand yeah, dollars. Which in total, game. I think, over the course of the rest of the season, is thirteen mil or something along. So he's those still lines. making thirty mil. So he says so he understands like what a touch. Well, it's not like the Ben Simmons situation, which is also interesting. Maya Jammer's yes, girlfriend, her, her new man. <laughs> but before that, he understands. He has said that he understands the career and financial implications of his decision oh, only make not to be vaccinated year. against COVID nineteen, and that he is willing to stand up for what he believes in. Now, for our listeners, people who aren't necessarily in tune with basketball, who Kyrie Irving is, he, he is one of the top top talents in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So. Think of the more recent NBA players that you know. Kyrie Irving is probably up there in terms of his eliteness in the NBA leagues. So for a player like him to come out um, and say that he is not going to get vaccinated after New York, as you're probably aware, has huge, huge, huge mandates in place across the place from their mayor, Bill de Blasio, which are pretty strict. I think he, I think he said this week that uh, healthcare workers essentially going to go on unpaid sick leave if they do not want to get vaccinated now. So the, the, mm-hmm. the measures that are taking place in New York are getting stricter and stricter and stricter. So this lad who plays for the Brooklyn Nets has made a name for himself. And I think he already had a bit of a reputation for being very outspoken and a bit of a rebel, a bit anti-establishment. He's so a flat earther. He believes the oh, earth is he? flat. Yeah. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, yeah, wallah. That's fact. That's, he made the news... He made the news Four years ago, or whatever, from, from that. Has, has he never been on a plane? Do you guys have proof to the contrary? Have you been on a plane? Yeah. Yes, Johnny. Do you, you not see how, like, the contour of the earth becomes spherical at 40,000 feet? Can't say I noticed, mate. Let's put it this way, yeah. Didn't look out I, the back, no. I back conspiracy <laughs> theories. I back them. Yeah. Oh, you do, like, yeah? This one I can't back. Like, there's a few that I like. Like, there's a few that I'm, like, willing to listen to. We're still waiting to do the conspiracy episode. Yeah. We could. We need to do But that. we need but to bring in a guest for that. We need to bring in, like, a conspiracy OG. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can organize in that. In part, and we need to, like, ultimately end up with, like, yeah, we buy it or don't. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> my, um, my whole stance on this has always been, in order for governments to make this a, a proper rollout, they've got to put some law behind this vaccine program, right? You have to make it a legal requirement. New York, California essentially have. So that puts Kyrie Irving in a very precarious situation. But I don't really want to talk about the legalese around this. But they haven't, I want right? to... They haven't mandated. The thing is, they, what, they can't do that. So what they're doing is mandate by like, indirectly. So they're like, if you want to leave your house, you need double jab, but we can't make you take a jab. It's like, that's the scenario. So it's effectively what we were talking about a few podcasts ago about what we were going to do in the in the UK, probably 10 episodes ago now or whatever, about student halls requiring you to be vaccinated and et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. where, or getting to clubs and passports, et cetera, mm-hmm. where you're not, you can't mandate that people have to have the jab because of whatever social political pressures mm-hmm. or whatever. But you can nudge them in that direction, which is that right. great behavioral economics book that Nudge. became like the it thing during mm-hmm. the Obama's first term, basically. Mm-hmm. Is he wrong? I mean, if he doesn't want to... If, look, if there was a way that I could not get the vaccine, not get COVID and still earn 30 million bucks a year, Johnny, I would do it. The short Johnny. answer <laughs> the short answer is no. He's not wrong. Okay, tell because, me more. Because no one can force him to do it, right? So yeah. if he's willing to, to give up X dollars and this and that, then fair enough. Like he's fully understood the consequences of his action, mm. and he and, and he hasn't said I won't get jabbed. He's just said right now, I'm looking into it. I'm sure he'll enjoy the Isle of Wight. It's a very nice place. Hmm. Any other takes on this? 
Do you think he's right? Do you would like? Do you support him? Like he was he was on the uh, he was on the stance that I was on, to be honest. I'm away. Which was I want to take as much of my time as possible. I'm not in the in the in the public eye, so to speak. So clearly that take alienated me from a couple of very strongly uh, strongly worded pro-vax people. But I was never anti-vax, and whenever I brought up the topic of waiting, I was made to feel like I was anti-vax. So if you magnify that in his situation, you've got a whole country, as it were. You've got everybody from Stephen A. Smith to previous um, basketball players, Magic Johnson and so on and so forth, commenting on these sports players who, again, have to be even more Mm. um, prescriptive and selective on what they put in their bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a bit crazy. The manager of the team I support, uh, Jurgen Klopp, I think he described the footballers who mm-hmm. haven't had the vaxxers like similar to drink drivers. He says it's irresponsible. Yeah. 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 I mean, at what point are we going to say that this, this conversation about people's personal choice medically isn't something for a public forum? Like for real. Mm. That's, what, that's what they say. There's nothing liberal about being a liberal and these loony lefties all want to control your life. So that's, uh, what do you mean? these, it's, well, this is basically socialism, We're right? Get the vaccine or go to a labor camp. Yourself uh, yeah. My people. Yes. Yes. Get this jab or fuck off to the Isle of Wight. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, the fuckery about this all is that in the NBA, teams aren't actually allowed to reveal private details of players' health. Um, but I think his coach, I think Irving's coach was like, if he was vaccinated, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I think it's probably, <laughs> I think it's probably pretty clear whether or not he's had it or not. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, 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 it's just a bit silly. Um, As you remember that guy who went viral when he saved those girls and he was like, Dead giveaway. So this is it. So this was a dead giveaway. When everyone, when everyone except Kyrie turns up for training yeah, I love for, for preseason, and then the, the 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 journalists don't even have to be that smart to be like, hold on, the second star is missing. Like, what's going on, guys? Like, where's Kyrie? So then that's how he got rumbled. It's not like they they outed him. They how do you think this is gonna like in terms of time as this develops? Do you think that his uh, his reputation will uh, will improve as a result of this? This is kind of similar to like when Dave Chappelle walked away from all that money because he because he believed in something. Why not? I'm, I was with you earlier because I said I'm I'm like backing Kyrie's right to to boil it all off, mm-hmm. even though I'm double vaxxed and stuff. But right. Like, but but how is it how is it different if he's walking away from X amount of money that he is desert he's that he, still he's earned? Million a year, it's not about right? what he's, he's still not getting. walking away from the league. So it's not about what he's still getting. It's about what he's he's owed, right? He deserves the contract that he's been given, mm-hmm. which when he signed, there was no such term in the contract that yeah, said, if a pandemic comes along, you have to get vaxxed. Yeah, now all of a sudden he's being told he can't earn money because of it. He's elected. Right. He's elected Dave Chappelle, but the Dave Chappelle analogy would be fitting if he then left the NBA, right? Yeah. Which is what Chappelle did. Like he said in the most recent stand-up, I got off the bus, right? I'm the one that got off the bus, left 50 mil on the bus and walked, right? This guy's not walking. This guy's but, like, I'll play away games. He doesn't I'll have to around. walk. But he doesn't I'll have train, to walk. I'll train. Like, so I'm just saying it's not a great analogy. But I think it's fairly linked. I think it's fairly close. Like, because at the end of the day, this isn't somebody who has to walk away from the NBA. He's still employed. Well, then and he's still, like he's still happily employed. But then there's nothing like Chappelle. Chappelle had a, a point of like morality or whatever, where he was like, this is fucked up. But this is morality. This, this. this is as moral base as it, but as he it gets. he hasn't stepped away, bro. That's, that's where the Chappelle, that's what differentiates 
That's what his 15 minute thing on the stand up was about. It's about don't like the chicks who are like me tooing, but still turning up to the Oscars and still doing all that stuff. He's like, look, if you're uh, fighting against the system, then you have to take a more radical step if you're fighting. Where we're getting this wrong is Kyrie's not fighting. He's taking a similar view to you where he's like, I'm just sitting this out, waiting for more information. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm sitting back and just as a result of being a public figure, I'm getting heat for that, but I'm sitting back. Whereas Chappelle's thing was, fuck this. I don't want to do this. You man are fucked. I'm gone. So it's a very, that's why I was just pushing back on the analogy, basically. It's a slightly different kind of scenario. Okay. I mean, I think time will be, will be kind to Kyrie when we look back at this. Um, whether or not he is proven right or proven wrong, whatever the underlying motivations are for delaying his vaccination process right now. I think the fact that he is taking a stand, despite all of the criticism, despite essentially having his wage slashed, um, and therefore, and look, it seems crass to say this, but his family's livelihood potentially put under threat because of this is is a bit is a bit shit. And I think I think time will be kind to him as a result of this. I think it's unfair that he's being persecuted for being an Apple guy because I also don't want to be microchipped by Bill Gates, but <laughs> sometimes okay. you just got to wear it. Um, where I disagree with you, Rich, on this, yeah, is I don't think time will be that favorable to him. Why? Um, firstly, this feeds into a larger narrative of this guy being a bit of a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian, right? Thinking I know that, a couple of those. Thinking that he's kind of smarter than he is. At me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but on a more macro level, this jab thing is basically going to be dictated by... Uh, uh, the next election, the next American election, political, like uh, presidential election, mm -hmm. will be based on this. It's going to carry on being Do a vaccination. Do you think it'll be that far away? Stand up for something is a lonely year. fucking mm -hmm. place, man. It's a two-year run rate. Mm. It really is. Standing for something is a lonely fucking place, He's not man. standing for anything, bro. He is standing for he's something. He's not. He's standing for a delay. That's not. That's like the man who said, "Let's do the Brexit but that's for a second but that, time." But that's standing for something. No. I don't want to take this thing, which I'm not that's legally not he's obliged. He's to, saying, "I don't want to take it right now." The same. It's the same shit. It's like it's, it's semantics. I don't want to take this thing right now. Is essentially the same thing as I don't want to take this no, thing. No, it's not. Because the pressure is on him to take it now. Regardless, I don't want to take it. Is chest. I don't want to take it. Is this for X Y Z reasons? Whatever his own rationality is, I don't want to take this. But he doesn't have chest. What he's saying is. Oh, I'm waiting. Like, which is also a fair position, but his position is I'm waiting. I just want more information. I'm waiting. Yeah, I mean, look, it is what it is. Good luck to him. Good luck to that man. Where are we going to next? You might want to talk about fucking, what's his name? He passed away. Mm. Oh, yeah. Speaking of famous black people who earn a lot of money, not doing very much. Uh, Ooh, and then dying and then, and then dying of COVID-related shit. Mm. Um, the, the world's most famous mispronounced name died this week. Oh, yeah? Man, like, it's Colin, mate. It's fucking Colin, bro. It's Colin Powell. Oh, fuck off. It's, it's Colin. Colin. It's Colin Powell. It's Colin. No, it's, everyone needs to grow up. We've pretended for th 40 years. Colin from Yard. His name's Colin. Colin from Yard. Fuck off. It's, it's Colin Powell, the bloke. Aaron. It's part of, yeah, innit? Like, part of the My Lai Massacre, who's basically famous for organizing, destroying the Iraqi army in the Kuwait, in the war against Kuwait, in the first Gulf War, and then was probably the only guy on earth who could have stopped the invasion of Iraq in 2003, decided not to, bottled it and lied to the UN, um, has died of COVID at age 84. So... Well, it's not quite COVID. Yeah, let's yeah. not do well, that. Well, he had let's COVID not do that. It was like a blood cancer. Yeah, he was yeah. a very healthy 84-year-old with a double jab and then died anyway. So maybe Kyrie is right. Maybe... Don't like that. Maybe you shouldn't get the double jab because you die of COVID anyway. I don't like that. Maybe we shouldn't get any vaccine because everyone dies anyway. I mean, as you were saying, Colin. 
Yeah, I mean, what what is what is there to add? The guy is probably like the centerpiece of George Bush's foreign policy apparatus, and then somehow has managed to evade history by voting for Obama. And everyone was like, actually, no, he wasn't a Republican; he was black. So, like, he's blessed. <laughs> so, is that is that is that the spectrum? The Republican or black? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're both, it's Hello. ding 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 ding. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> um, that's so a bunch I, of black people. The reason I thought this thing was interesting, <laughs> the reason I thought this topic of his death was interesting is because his legacy, it will be remembered largely as Johnny just put it, right? He was the one man or, or one of very few men who could have stopped the war, didn't. He presided over probably the worst foreign um, policy disaster that the US has ever had, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And all the shit that Johnny said, 100% right. But what's interesting is prior to that, speech to the UN that basically convinced the whole world to go to war. Mm -hmm. This guy was quite an inspirational story, mm -hmm. right? There's the children of immigrants, wasn't particularly smart, went to, didn't go Harvard or anything, went to like a, a college, a, a city college or whatever. Children of immigrants is a very loaded statement, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's apt because it, it, tells, it, it paints a story. It indicates something, but doesn't always tell the full story. Like you could be a child of immigrant and be, we're all children of immigrants. Yeah, but not from yeah, money, but that's but, what it means, right? Okay, but that's what I mean. When yeah. people say children of immigrants... They or mean so low socioeconomic. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's not always the case, but anyway. Yeah, but his, his case was that. He, they were like Jamaican, Jamaican migrants or something. He went to City University, which is like not very good, whatever, mm -hmm. and then worked his way up with like some unbelievably pristine reputation got that basically got mortgaged for the war, basically, yeah. right? So Condoleezza Rice, Bush, and, and, and all the Chaney, rest of them, Rumsfeld, Chaney, Rumsfeld, scumbags. they knew that they couldn't sell this, yeah. right? But this guy was believed and trusted by everyone, like, universally. He almost ran right? for president. Was it in 1992 he almost ran for president? He was, he was that squeaky clean a figure. So... So yeah, so he got tricked or whatever. He fell into it. He, he followed. He fell into line. Whatever you want to put it. But what's interesting to me is upon someone's death now. How should someone be remembered, right? Mm. And I say that because obviously we saw how ham Trump went. <laughs> yeah. Trump went. Trump. Can we get the statement up? Yeah, can we, can it's we... on our WhatsApp group. I think. Oh, in the our chat in the uh, Instagram. I can sent we, it. Can to we you pull it out? Because it's actually one of the best. Yeah. One of the best statements. Like, it's up there. Because you know, remember when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and he was like, this is the first time I'm hearing this. W what a life. What a woman. And he was basically like, this Jewish bitch tried to stop me doing nah, shit. But he, no, yeah. because, because no. Because That's what Trump, he wanted to no, say. No, no, I've no, got no, it. Don't say that. Wanted to say. Because Olga Trump is all chest all the time. <laughs> right? That's not... Because if that's what he wanted to say, he would have said it. Ask yeah. Allah John Donald, McCain. Donald Trump said John McCain, <laughs> his own party leader, died. And he was pissing <laughs> on his grave. Shame. He was like, I like, I like my, uh, I like my uh, I'm military men like uncaptured. Not to be captured. Yeah. <laughs> So come. Trump, he's, he's Trump said, wonderful to see Colin Powell, Colin. who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. <laughs> he was a classic rhino. That stands if for even uh, that. Republican in name only. Mm -hmm. If even that... Always being the first to attack other Republicans. Mm -hmm. He made plenty mistakes. But anyway, may he rest in peace. <laughs> so the whole point Fucking is, hell. what's interesting is we're going to see now many, many, many people in the next few years who pass 
whose legacy is going to be very mixed, mm -hmm. right? Especially because the shit that they used to do once upon a time can't be accepted today, right? Mm -hmm. And upon death, typically you see a whitewashing of someone's history, mm -hmm. right? So if you turned on CNN at any point in time covering uh, Colin Powell's death, there's no critical review on his life, right? It's all very glowing, la, 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 la. So are we obligated to whitewash someone's past? No, fuck that. Up on death. Fuck or can that. we go Trump? Basically? No, because if, you, if, you've lived your eye, if you've lived your life in the public eye and your means of existence or your way that you've earned money and created an image for yourself is through actions that affect the public, it's fair for the public to critique those actions whether or not you're alive. Right? So this guy was basically part of the unit that turned up after the My Lai massacre in Vietnam, then was part of the investigation that said, actually, nothing happened. It was totally blessed. Then he, like I said, was uh, the architects of the um, operation of the first Gulf War in which he said that they were going to like take apart and kill the Iraqi army. And then when they went for the second Gulf War, left Iraq in a state that it had no army to defend itself after they lied about WMDs to invade it in the first place. Like this guy had, they, and Tommy, you made the point that they mortgaged his image yes. to, to invade. They like, he wasn't an idiot. Yeah. Like he let them do that. And he was very much part of the apparatus that, that fucked multiple countries from Vietnam to Iraq to Panama and was part of all types of awful foreign policy decisions for the best part of 30 years in the US. No, no it's that's fair not true. That because, people, because it's fair that people judge him on that record. Man. So you take orders when you're, when he transitioned into essentially being a diplomat or whatever is when you're responsible. Otherwise, you just take orders. Go do this. You're a platoon commander or some shit like that. You uh, just go, I'm not sure. You don't have input on policy. But either way, I just think it's interesting because we'll see Bill, we'll see like, whatever, obviously, Bill Cosby's not a good example because he's obviously done like madness. <laughs> he but, rapes. But he saves. <laughs> he saves more than he rapes. He saves more than he rapes. But he does rape. <laughs> but he does. But if we're talking about if we're talking about all of the things, if we just do this in a very, very simple layman's terms, analysis, what is it about Colin's life indicates that we should remember his legacy as positive? The fact that he was child of an immigrant, came to another country and made it? Yeah. I think that's largely that's, outweighed. That's the American dream. I think that's largely outweighed by the other fuckery, right? So I think if we're talking about someone's legacy, we have to weigh up their worst moment versus the great story before their worst moment. So what's the story? Like, uh, children, okay. children, hold on, children of Jamaican immigrants, you too can bomb other countries. But, that's, no, the, but that's what I'm saying. Let's that's that's, that's literally that. what I'm saying, I, right? I think, I think that was a really that? interesting point, right? So forget, let's not make this Colin Powell specific, but what Richard said is very interesting, right? So your worst decisions being weighed up against so we basically top up like a PNL almost. Of, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Of, of you your life. R.I.P. That way. Adolf Hitler, a great builder of motorways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it could get, yeah, it gets, it gets deep <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. I so, think it's bullshit. We had another example uh, of David Amos tragically killed. Yeah, we'll, we'll get onto him in a sec. Segway. Right. Uh, well, I was going to segue. Are we not going to segue? No, I mean, I mean, unless you're done on this one. I mean, I'll be, I could be here talking about Colin Powell for shit. Because like, it's a good, it's a good question. Like, how do we, how do we if look at people's legacy? I think if you live in the public eye, then your your public record is open for scrutiny. You can't like when Thatcher died, people were popping bottles of champagne because the bitch fucked the council houses and fucked the miners and fucked the printing presses. But like, not she, in public. She, she's though, right? So, yeah, so like, people like, give a shit what the BBC yes, say. But people are entitled to yeah. celebrate that the bitch is dead. Yeah. But Why I'm not? saying, I'm talking about like coverage, like the coverage that tries to influence. Sure, state media is really going to shit on a former prime minister, right? Or CNN, like the fucking bastion of liberalism is, is unlikely to shit on a neo-lib in chief. Fine, whatever, you can understand that in context. But it's can you though? 
you can't understand why mass media wouldn't do it, but people should be allowed to comment and judge and, yeah, all right, fine, maybe you can limit some of the personal shit to directly to the family's face for, for a bit, but it's entirely fair to discuss people's public record. They acted in the public sphere. Why should the public not be able to comment on it? So what you're saying is, is that all of those PGA tours that Tiger Woods won mm-hmm. will not outweigh all of them bitches he took down in his marriage. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods. What's his legacy? Positive, negative. Hey, he if he dies bitches. tomorrow, Tiger Woods is chopping bitches. You could also argue that chopping is aspirational. Tiger, it is. Tiger Woods was chopping bitches down in private. Yeah, he wasn't the fucking secretary. But of then State. it came it's out. False No, but it, then it came out. It came out. Came out. What? And by the way, shit. I'm not comparing. Tiger. All right, all right, I'm fine. Not, if you I'm don't not, like Tiger Woods, how about Ryan Giggs? I mean, let's stay on Tiger Woods though. Like, yeah, I mean, we're not comparing. Fair and John. smashing your brother's misses, John, and battering women in hotels. Again, false equivalence. We're not. It's only a false equivalent if you're comparing it to other people. Okay, we're not comparing him okay. to anyone. We're talking solely yeah. about a person's legacy. I gave you Tiger Woods. If Tiger Woods dies tomorrow, how do we look at him? Positively or negatively? Based um, on his life. Based on his life, which has had drug addiction, infidelities, but all of that success and an amazing story that led up to it. Yeah. How do we look at Tiger Woods? I, I think, think that's the crux of what exactly. Tommy said. Okay, so I think, exactly. people are, I think people are entitled to make private fuck-ups that don't get judged and people should be judged but, on their public actions but, publicly. Yeah, but the cheating in Tiger Woods' case was he very public. Privately. No, but it The inspirational golf let, shit is public. Let me put it this way. Yeah. If Tiger Woods, for example, got caught with that cheating thing today, mm-hmm. yeah. in today's climate, mm-hmm. the, the chat wouldn't just be about infidelity, right? Because there'll be, there'll be a, a kind of a me too component to it in just being too much of a gallus. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't be smashing 150 chicks in a year and it be public today. Like, and your Tiger Woods. Mm, that can't go down. Sure that is legacy to destroying today. Today, if, if, if it broke on some star, whatever, LeBron. Mm-hmm. We just found out LeBron this, this month has done some Ryan Giggsy related things, non-violent or whatever. Or a Tiger Woods piece where you're like, oh, it just turns out that, you know, he's been, whatever, using women... Mm institutionally we had, we had we had one at the start of lockdown last year right when kobe bryant died mm-hmm. kobe exactly. bryant's life exactly. is still even in his death after his death it was all about that case where he allegedly raped that woman and again i really don't know the ins and outs of that case i know it was a bit booky but i know that there was a strong chance that he may have done something a little bit untoward i just don't know to find the detail but given that was very very early on in his career mm-hmm. given he wasn't i don't think convicted to be guilty to Tommy's point, even in his death, even after everything he's done success-wise, family man, charity work, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. people were still writing yeah. all of these little fucking op-eds about why are we celebrating this man exactly. who sexually abused the woman? So look, what I'll say is I, had, I actually hadn't heard that Kobe Bryant story at all. So basically what it comes down to is if you've done some sus shit in your life, leave money for a PR firm in your will. <laughs> fucking hell. Yes. Uh, and, to be fair. And Perception that, is and, reality. And that is how people will remember you. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, well look, actually, to be honest, that's the best piece of advice that, that we'll I've, probably give in today's pod. Yeah. Well, maybe that I've ever given. Mm, arguably. Yeah. 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 Um, so now we're going to talk about we're blasting through the topics today, man. I like it. Cutting through it. But now we're talking about the sad news that we had coming out of the UK this week. Sir David Ames. Am I saying his name right? Ames. Ames. Fuck knows. Uh, Tory MP for South End on Sea or Lee? He was from South End, but I think yeah. he was MP for Lee on Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, Campaign for the city of South End. Correct. Was, was murdered uh, last week. Tragically. Tragically. Um, at a 
I think he was doing like a... His surgery, doing an MP surgery. Yeah. An MP surgery. Mm -hmm. And In a 25-year-old man has been charged, has been since charged with his murder. Uh, Ali Harvey Ali, um, who was local was arrested following the attack at the constituency surgery in Lee-on-Sea uh, two Fridays ago. Is it sexist to say that it was a man that killed him? Is it sexist? Because people said it was racist, that they said it was a black man that killed him. So is it sexist to say... Was it a black man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Somali. I thought it was a terrorist. Oh, it's a Somali guy. Okay, okay. I thought it was a terrorist incident. It was interesting because they, they named it a terrorist incident pretty quickly. So I was like, yeah, it's got to be an, an Ali who's mm -hmm. done this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He is a British man whose father is a former advisor to Somalia's prime minister and 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 why do we uh, i may not be across the story as too tough perhaps but like what's the terrorist angle to it is it just that he was ali and the guy was an mp or i think this guy had already been on you know the he same watch same old story right I he, think was he was on a watch list and he slipped through and the net and yeah. yeah we should have known better type narrative as it always is yeah yeah but you're on a watch list like like johnny was saying for watching two two videos right you could get swept up on some kind of GCHQ master list. By the time you're, you're watching like, those, because it's not like those videos are on fucking YouTube, right? I think by the time that you've accessed that stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. I don't think there's like, I'm going to go stab my MP eight times videos on YouTube. Yeah. And there was all this, um, there was all this furore after, and this isn't the main topic of discussion. There was all this furore and I guess a, a, a re-examination or re-evaluation as to how MPs are going to go about their business when engaging with the public on these MP surgeries, on these campaign walks, etc. Pretty Patel was on Andrew Marr talking about all the security that MPs typically have. But one of the things that people kept on saying was that, you know, even the fact that MPs get onto Twitter, for example, and say, I'm going to be here, mm. is something that they're going to have to revisit and potentially mm -hmm. knock on the head altogether. Um, what also sort of emerged, however crass or however irrelevant you consider it to be, is this conversation around politics of division and how there is blood on the hands of many a politician because of how toxic the rhetoric has been between groups and how groups are being played off against each other in metropolises like the UK or London. And then we get tragic occurrences like that of Sir David Amis and of course the one that we had a few years ago in Joe Cox. Mm -hmm. What's your view on the part that this divisive populist driven world that we're living in is having um i think that i think so i think it's it is important to state that there's two different material motivations behind joe cox and uh david emerson's murder joe cox was explicitly murdered by a bloke who did it in the name of right-wing nationalism um because she was anti-brexit and ali harbi ali did david Amos because allegedly uh because of uh, offences related to terrorism. I think what's interesting is that they're more likely to report the terrorism angle going forward of Ali Harbi Ali's crime um, than they were of the far-right nationalist yeah, nature I mean, is it interesting? of the bloke who did Joe Cox's, who no one remembers the fucking name Is it of, interesting? I mean, right? we, I feel you for commenting on it, but is it interesting? now? we know what it is, but yeah. Not like we'll remember Ali's name. In yeah, we know, we know what it is. Right. People remember Salman Abedi for the, from the Manchester bombing, right? Yeah. That, that's the name that sticks. But again... Kind of. We know why. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But it's, I think it's, it's a point that's always worth reiterating. Of course. Until it's of course. Takes, right. Um, does do do these do does the divisive politics make this more likely? I think it makes attacks like uh, the one on Joe Cox more likely. I don't think that it makes terrorism offences more likely. This guy didn't. This guy didn't murder David Amos because he was a Labour supporter. Murdered him because he was a nutter, and he was a nutter who happened to be susceptible to Islamist terrorist propaganda. 
Uh, I don't think that the divisive rhetoric in politics these days helps anything. I think it drives people towards extremism. And as we've, as we've captured on our many comments uh, on incels, uh, drives people... Wow. Ding. Uh, drives it. people towards extremes. You did uh, it. Well where done. They, where they well, feel. I've never, seen, I've never seen Rich look so proud yes. <laughs> when, when you dropped. I just that. didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. But it drives people to. It drives people uh, from extremes towards groups of familiarity, right? And so when you marginalise people and then they find people who are like them on the margin, that's a very powerful emotional sell. And so this divisive rhetoric that energises people and captures vulnerable people. Is, is more likely to create attacks of political nature. I don't think it's more likely to in, invoke terrorism. What's more likely to invoke terrorism is shit foreign policy of people like Colin Powell. But didn't you say during that, what you just said, didn't you just say that the rise of fanatics like him is, down, is linked to politics? Did you say that? No, the, ones who, the, the rise of fanatics like the one who killed Joe Cox okay. is more likely. How do you explain this? And, and, why this can, and also how can you differentiate him from, from uh, Ali? Basically, so you don't think you don't think divisive policy politics rather is correlated to the rise in fanatics. Uh, it's not, it's especially not, when it's not, when so particular internal, religious groups, for example, are yeah. used as pawns. So I hear that, yeah, in that conversation and that's altogether. Fair, but uh, I don't think that the rise of our, I don't think that the more divisive nature of our internal political discourse lends itself to the rise of Islamic extremism. I think that's more related to foreign policy. What is, more, what is more likely to manifest as a result of divisive internal policy is uh, people doing shit like murdering MPs of parties they don't support because they don't support particular domestic policy agendas. I think there's a distinction to be drawn between I'm killing you because you're a lefty loony versus I'm someone who's been sucked in by Abu Hamza's videos um, and I'm going to go join a terrorist training group in Syria or some shit. I think they're two different problems. Um, before I, I guess, give my opinion, just to, in, like, just to give a counterbalance to what you said, mm-hmm. I'd imagine that those two men are the same, right? I get, I get the distinction you're trying to draw, but like, they're both nutters, basically. They're the same, vulnerable, yeah. The, the same way we described uh, the the Ali guy as a as a deranged brayer or mm-hmm. as a nutter, there's no difference to the to the Joe Cox killer, basically, sure. right? So. Whether they, they both done the murder in different names, one's in the name of whatever Islam apparently allegedly, mm-hmm. and the other one's in the name of right wing ter- like right wing ideology. But right. regardless, they're both two tap breasts, basically, right? Sure. Um, but I'd actually challenge the premise of of, of what Abiyadi asked basically about divide. I don't know what we mean by divisive politics, basically, because by its nature, politics has always been divisive, right? Um, and like people say, talk about, oh yeah, we don't like this kind of punch and Judy. That was the phrase you'd hear a lot mm-hmm. back in the day, punch and Judy style politics, rah, rah, rah. But that's not true either. That's like basically the most entertaining part of the whole thing, right? And that's evident in like just viewing figures and shit like that. People watch PMQs, you won't watch anything else, right? So we need to, I don't think it's we, about, we need to leave the EU, the EU are about to let Turkey and all their Muslims in. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's not divisive politics, though, that's, right? I mean, if so, that's not divisive politics, then... That's a viewpoint. So th- that's my point, right? Is, is that I mean, it was completely been, unfounded as well, sure, wasn't it? It was used been, as a pawn. So that when sure, I say divisive politics, I mean you, right? so NHS, is, 350 million a week or whatever it was. Cool. like. But like, you can keep pointing, we can go back 10 years before then and 10 years before then and Enoch Powell's River of Blood speech and mm. back before then. Politics has always been divisive, right? What's changed? Like, 
with the advent of basically technology and the ability to micro target is that you can speak to smaller groups, right? So what back in the day when you were like basically just watching five channels on TV, it was two things. Politics wasn't less divisive back then. It was just as divisive as it is now. The only difference was A, there was no feedback loop, right? So you wouldn't be able to hear back what people are hearing from their politicians, i.e. Twitter and Facebook and rah, rah, rah. So you can see how this apparent divisiveness is manifesting. So that didn't really exist. Um, and the second thing is this idea of micro-targeting. Before, you used to have to have a fairly broad message so you can target as many people as you can via TV and newspapers. But now, I can micro-target a thousand people. I can, you know, so I don't necessarily need to talk about these kind of more broad, broad brush kind of policies that kind of has to appeal to everyone. No, not really. If I've done my, my research and I've identified that I need these 40,000 people to win this seat, then I just need to say whatever it is that will get these 40,000 on my side. And that's what makes politics appear more divisive today is that ability to, to micro-target and then have that feedback loop of hearing what people are saying to this. To but, this but when the stakes are higher because of this advent of technology, which I completely agree with, when the stakes are higher, does that not mean the responsibility of the politicians is even stronger? Why are the stakes higher? Why is the stake higher today Because of the reasons that you've just said. Dude, the reasons you just said, typically back in the day, you wouldn't have Sir David Amos saying, I'm going to be here at this time in this place, right? The advent of technology means that we have oh, to be I'm, a bit... I'm talking about from, from a policy perspective. Yeah, from a safety yeah. perspective, sure, there's, there's stuff that... But, but also do. from a policy but perspective I mean, from a policy as well. Perspective, the stakes aren't higher. The government's is like, whether it's 20 years ago, 40 years ago, they're still chatting whatever they're chatting and making policies, debating policies and making policies and, and then that shit will roll downhill. It's no different today. The stakes aren't any higher today politically than they were back then. I think that I think it's pretty clear in the last five or ten years that we've moved from a we've as as our politics has become Americanized and become more theatrical, um, we've moved from attacking ideologies, parties, practices to attacking particular MPs and as the as the as the as the showbiz nature of politics has created more importance around particular people as political entities, it makes attacks on them personally more likely. And so we saw that uh, kind of like the ver some of the first uh, steps towards that was Michael Gove's people in this country are tired of experts. And then we started attacking <laughs> uh, good, academic <laughs> uh, institutions and those kind of people. And then we moved from uh, identifying people like Jeremy Corbyn, who I'm no supporter of, um, but you saw... You support him. Uh, well, no, but people like Dan Hodges would write shit in a daily fucking whatever, Mail or Express, I don't know, he's a prick, uh, about it's time to kill off Jeremy Corbyn, and then you can say, oh, it's just it's a phrase. But once you start using these psychosemantic phrases, you've opened the floodgates to, to targeting politicians 100%. in violent and aggressive terms. Um, you start seeing MPs speaking in misogynistic terms about people like Jess Phillips, for example, that makes them targets of people who are susceptible to Jess this kind Phillips. of stuff. You ginger queen. Oh. Um, but as, 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 the polit as politics has become more showbiz and the cult of personality has become a more prevalent part of our political discourse, it makes attack on people more likely. And that is what drives violence. Joe Cox was a notable singular campaigner against Brexit. Yeah, That's like why she was attacked. Yeah, it's all of those things. It's misleading journalism. It's lack of accountability. It's abuse of power. To be absolutely clear, what is your view? Do you think that 
divisive politics has a part to play and do you think that there is more of a responsibility oh yeah for sure holistically for sure. maybe not just on mps right to your point or maybe not just on politicians maybe it's journalism as well like they need to sell newspapers so their conversation is uh is slightly different don't get me wrong the distinction i was trying to draw earlier but everyone was, has to have responsibility yeah, right? so the distinction i was trying to draw earlier was the difference between political motivated in the domestic sense and islamist terrorism right one's a new problem one's an old one but the new problem is very much a problem and as our politics becomes more aggressive and violent and about the cult of personality and about uh, political stardom and as people are attacked personally, it makes attacks on people more likely. So it is incumbent on the media and journalists and politicians to tone down the rhetoric that makes these types of attacks more likely. Like you said, the campaign on the Turks joining the EU, which Cummings came out and said was bullshit the entire time, um, attacking Jeremy Corbyn for uh, time, to, time to kill off the vampire that is him, et cetera, et cetera. These types of headlines are what drive people to normalize violence and aggression towards politicians and in that kind of super dominant political narrative it makes yeah obviously it makes people more likely to normalize that kind of activity to answer your question it's uh, about fiduciary responsibilities to shareholders basically is what always comes back down to realistically so, all right hit me with more so you're talking about the journalism and does journalism have a responsibility okay. to be less yeah, divisive yeah, yeah, well yeah, yeah. they have a responsibility to sell papers basically. i hear that and Facts. what sells papers is divisiveness right yes um similarly like i said before politics by its nature is divisive there are two men two sets of parties two sets of groups three sets of groups who are arguing against each other but, to uh, convince but, you that yeah, a topic but, is but, they're right basically people have always been pawns whether it's uh, poor people, whether it's migrants, immigrants, black, women, gays, whatever, everyone is going to be a pawn from a from a pol political perspective. Like, like it's not a yeah, new phenomenon. I mean, the Thatcher era and stuff, and obviously the attack on particular social economic groups. I understand and it, even but before then? I guess it is. I think that's a bit. So I think there's a new phenomenon that is unique that that this era has seen that no other has, and that's the kind of like the concept of of micro stardom in the political sphere. So when politicians before would have to go up and say with their chest that they don't want any blacks, dogs or Irish uh, living in their neighborhood, they, they knew that was semi-politically risky. But you wouldn't have people going viral on YouTube in the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. Whereas now politicians can get these people to do the dirty work for them. Newspapers don't need to publish shit like the stuff Tommy Robinson comes out with. They can just fund his campaigns mm. on the sly. And it's because you have these kind of clandestine pro-ideology actors um, from the anti-vax to the nationalist to the anti-immigration to whatever yeah. type of campaign. These people incite the type of um, hatred um, that is required to, to create a more violent society. Um, and uh, it's that micro-stardom and, and that cult of personality and the access that people have to uh, non-political figures that makes the violence more likely. I'd just like to add that the microstardom is actually a good point. Like yeah. that is that will um, tempt people into saying outrageous things to get their fifteen seconds. One hundred percent. Thanks, Tommy. Now, well, you know, you're welcome. Yeah, no, that's a good acknowledgement. Thank you, you, you two agreeing. Um, so, <laughs> as a result of of, of the the death, um, I think Boris Johnson made a point of saying that. I think it was Boris Johnson. Maybe it was something in social media which just got, grew legs. But apparently, mm -hmm. his beloved, so David Amos's beloved South End, is going to officially become a city. Yes, the Queen, uh, the Queen koshered it. She said it's blessed. Let me remind you, two weeks ago, mm -hmm. the Windrush generation got a custard apple, breadfruit, <laughs> and soursop on Mare Street in Hackney. 
Great street, by the way. Yeah. What, what do you want, a black city? <laughs> Only the black man going to comment on this? Well, I, I mean... Would you want me to comment? Just, just say something. Um, what, I don't know. Move all the black people to South End? I don't know. Like, <laughs> No, so being, um, a, being a city is exactly the kind of policy making that we see from man like Bojo, basically. Like, that's how it works. Right? Fucking so that's another fork ridiculous. He's locked up exactly. for the next it's election. Quite, it's ridiculous. Quite, it's quite um, opportunistic. It's quite reactionary. But at the same time, it's, it endears him to. And I can't say shit. Mm-hmm. And I can't say shit because the man died. Can. I can't say shit. Can. Which can. Yes, I can actually. You can judge David Amos. He voted on a whole bunch of anti-LGBT and trans This is issues. our fucking forum. I can say what I want. You can say what the fuck I can we say want. what the fuck I want. We, uh, ultimately, the guy's but voting record... you can't say that. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy's voting record was fucking awful. Okay, yeah, okay. He did some good campaigning for awful poor kids for you, bro. and whatever. For you. But he voted he, on a lot of shit. He spent 30 years in parliament or whatever, so it can't have been that bad. It's because he's... His, his constituents are clearly happy with the job very, he's doing. Very sus constituency. Yeah, yeah, but they're happy. Leon sees very... Anyway. happy constituency. Yeah, Leon, yeah. Leon sees very nice, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, RIP Sir David MS. RIP Joe Cox, man. Killer needs to start, man. These MPs are ultimately here to serve the people of their constituencies. Um, it's kind of mad they don't have any security, though. I'm not going to lie. They do have security. But they don't have, like... Coppers sit next to them. There's no, there's no separation. Like I you think can just sit this far from your MP. And old pretty, old wide hips. She went on and explained <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, no, we didn't. Am I not allowed to say that? Am I not allowed to say that? If you they can. are, but if they are, but if they are, fuck it up. That's I mean, a sauce fetish. It's not a fetish. <laughs> Jess Phillips is anyway. It's the fetish. Anyway, but real talk. <laughs> Pretty is your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen. I hate. No, I honestly hate that pretty is pretty. I hate it. It's really annoying. It's really fucking annoying. Because that just that's what that's what sucks about being a man. She She is fucking deplorable. But I just look at her. I was just like, man, you're. You're kind of. Yo, skin regime is nice. What is that? The ordinary company? What is that? You got all the fucking face peels on. Hey, holy shit, dog! But I hate her. And her little fucking gnashes on her bottom row of teeth. Like, she's such a bitch. I haven't heard that word being used in a long time. What's that? Deplorable is strong. Yeah. She yeah. is deplorable. She's, she's, That's the best way to describe her. She's deplorable just... is, is the word. Oh, but yeah, um, she's not my fetish. Jess oh, Jess, Jess, Jess. Yeah, yeah we, Ginger we've Jess. Been that. Ginger Jess. <laughs> I mean, like, Ginger Jess, not for me in that, but I'd rather your fetish than Johnny's Chris Witty thing. Yeah, for real. You like, you like, no, but he likes, uh, he likes Lisa Nandy. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. I don't think I said that. You did. Uh, we'll check the record. I she's, mean, she's Jewish, right? Nice. It's a Jewish thing, isn't it? She's not Jewish. Oh. That's she, why he doesn't like her. She's yeah, that's Egyptian. probably... <laughs> Egyptian? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a future, I think. Yeah, so she'd be a very good next leader of the Labour Party. This, this, right, this, this is what Dominic Khaled. This is what... This is what Dominic Cummings was talking about this week, saying they need to get rid of the dud Starmer and replace with a woman from the Midlands. And then they were like, who? And he said, Lisa Nandy, which is Joe, because she's obviously not from the Midlands. She's from, like, Wigan or some shit. Yeah, I think she's from Manchester. Yeah, she's from yeah, Manchester. Yeah, whatever, brother. Anyway, she'd be, yeah, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think she'd be a good, uh, a good, a good next, uh, next one up. Although it could be Jess Phillips next. You could have your ginger queen... Running the country. I'd love that. She'd tear Boris apart. I'd love that. Even if they're not hot, if they're ginger, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Um, yeah, quick, quick RIP. Um, so I don't know if you mind her, but one of the, one of the Cray twins died this week. Um, what? One of the Cray twins died this week. But they died like 40 years ago. What? 
The Cray twins, like uh, Tom Hardy. Brother, not, not, not Ronnie and Reggie, okay? I'm talking about Cray twins, the two man with the turbans, the twins who reduces, and they had that song with Twister and Lethal B. What? Who the fuck are they? The Cray twins. They spelt it with a K and with a Z. Cray twins. The Cray twins were spelled with a Cray. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But they had twins, Z with Z on it. The producers, they were fucking producers and they had that song with Twist. Is Look, Tom Hardy dead or not? No, he's not. Okay. R.I.P. Jazbeer Heyer, he was one half of the Cray Twins. He had that song and they flipped that friggin' old school. Which song? Oh, yeah. And it had Twister on. and Lethal being it. And yeah, it I didn't know the Cray Twins had range like that. Yeah, he still. died of COVID. Um, very young. Oh, wow. sorry, bro. Um, I don't know him. There's a lot of dead people to me. in this episode. Yeah. Like the obituary episode. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, we're not calling it that, though. No, we're not calling it that. Because no one will click play. Or we might do. But yeah, RIP to him. Um, RIP to Octavian's music career as well. Again? He decided this week that he was officially leaving the music scene. But I'm pretty sure music left him last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's not been able to release it's music since... like Ray who's already got a new man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, um, he left... He was forced to leave the music scene as a result of what happened with his ex-girlfriend who mm -hmm. basically outed his physical, sexual, verbal abuse um, at the height of lockdown, I think it was last year. He maintained that he was innocent. And you guys have heard us cover this. He maintained that he was innocent. He said that God will take care of it all and the courts will do the rest. Boy, God um, did not back, man. Turns out, yeah, God was like, you on your own, nigga. God was like, you guilty, son. You on your own, son. <laughs> and the courts were like, do you really want to run this through court? <laughs> this one's going to be expensive. Do you really want to do this? Because I hear your streams are drying up, rude boy. <laughs> I hear the money is a little bit soft. The bag is light. The bag is light. Um, so yeah, he put up a little tweet or Instagram story saying that he's done for now. Um, for and now. No one cares <laughs> if he is innocent or guilty in his city. So um, he's feeling pretty low about it, but... He's out of here. Fuck him. I don't give a shit. So RIP to his career as well. What else has been going on in the world, man? Been a lot of shit going on. Oh yeah, I went to um, I went to see Dave Chappelle this week, didn't yeah, I? Down. Was it not just the same one as the Netflix? It was show? not. It was not. It's a whole new show. I've been asked that a lot. It was not the closer. It was something brand new. And the best thing about it is that the controversy around the closer added fire to his belly. Mm -mm. Um. It was really sick. Talib Kweli came out at the end and he performed Get By, Jeez. which was a pleasant surprise. Um, a comedian who I didn't know about, but Tommy clearly knew about, and apparently I should have known about because he's amazing, a guy called Jeff Ross opened up. Mm -hmm. um, the UK, Roastmaster General. Yeah. Mm. Big on the roasting. And, uh, I do love a roast. Roasting in a, com com in a comedic sense, um, by the way. Very good. And then there was also Kojo the Comedian, who is, who is a UK oh. legend. He opened up before oh, very good. Um, Jeff Ross. And it was really, really sick. But the amazing thing about it is, as I said, he came out and he had all the fire in his belly as a result of the, uh, the Netflix controversy. My funniest bit was when he said, so, they said they've been doing a workout. No, a walkout. So. What? what? You know when they said so. Basically, there was a, <laughs> maybe maybe stick to podcasting. Mate, shut up. Leave stand up. To the shut comedians. up. <laughs> so they said they're doing a walkout on Netflix because you know there was a Can talk you do about the accent. Please. Can you just let me land, bro? No, you're not even. You haven't even taken off yet, let alone landing, bro. I mean, I try, I'm trying. I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying, buddy. Um, so basically, there's all this talk. No, don't let him bottle it. Do the accent. Do the joke. Do the accent. Yeah, like, uh, okay, <laughs> 
So. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Some trans workers are doing a walkout. <laughs> <laughs> they said they're packing their shit and going. <laughs> and it's all because of me. Well, I've been in that Netflix office last week. They're all working from home. Where are they walking out from? Their living room? <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. You were meant to laugh. Yeah, yeah, we were trying. I was laughing, so you keep going. It wasn't funny. But anyway, maybe it's, no. in, maybe it's in the delivery. Yeah, maybe. Um, he made a point of saying that there one was no such... cracking me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One he, day or many days. That's yeah. a great bar. He made a point of saying there was no such walkout of the Netflix offices. Um, because, in fact, most of the people who work at Netflix are still currently working from home. Very good. Um, so that was all a lie. And... Um, he he was excellent, right? Like you, you're gonna get a very biased. Is he better uh, live? Um, he's very good. Live. He's very. He's the same in the flesh. I mean, he's the same. What's the difference? Because you know, it's like you go see some musicians and they're better alive in concert. No, than but, studio, it, but it's different for comedy, right? Because you're not. It's a different kind of flexing of your vocals. So what you right? see, what you see on screen, is very much what you see in, in real life. Mm, interesting, right? Okay. So, uh, not really. You get better. You get better stuff in real life. Yeah, because, I, I would have uh, thought so. There's a bunch of shit that doesn't get aired. So you know when they're like, "Oh, I'm recording one of my specials tonight," right? And he's and they know. So like when when Dave Chappelle's recording whatever the closer, that would have been recorded two or three times over a weekend, mm. right? So he'd have done the same set twice or three times, yeah, that's it. and then they would just take the best, mm-hmm. the best parts basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, so you I mean, get a much better experience there and then. Because all the riffing, the crowd work that yeah, happens, yeah. that never really makes the edit, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah. you get all of that when you're... So I've seen him three times in Dubai. And okay. it's, it's much better in, in real life. Oh, because, good. yeah, like I said, all the riffing and sure. all rah, 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 that never really makes it onto TV. Um, and I guess they'll also have... Like, I guess I, I was in Dubai, so he mm. also had some like cultural material that yeah. is funny because we're in Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're uh, watching it from anywhere else in the world, it doesn't mean shit to you. So... Um, that would also not make any yeah. kind of recorded version. Yeah, so well, maybe, it is better live. Maybe Rich just being structurally not funny couldn't appreciate the art of comedy live in uh, the flesh. I'm funnier than you. Oh, yeah, all right. That's, that's maybe your best joke of the night. <laughs> no, I'm funnier than you. Uh, you've never said a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're doing it with a deadpan expression. <laughs> um, um, what did one snowman say to the other? What? Can you smell carrots? That's what you got. That's, when you're sending for me that's what this I need. Friday evening that's what I need over to you sir I'm natural <laughs> bring, bring your best joke <laughs> so they're doing a trans walkout <laughs> you're not fucking funny <laughs> the fuck no, no, Johnny is pretty funny you've clearly seen all of his views in the last 30 pods hilarious that's yeah, I right know. I don't know if he's that funny I think you um, think you recycle a lot of your shit from Twitter to be honest mate <laughs> <laughs> So you do follow me. No one likes to see no, sausage it's being just made. Your, your takes are just your takes are yeah, yeah no no you're not, you're not coming up with those takes. You're nowhere near that intelligent, mate. <laughs> um, no no no. The takes are the takes no. are his. They're just one dimensional. I'll get attacked by both sides. No no. I'm just like uh, adding a little pepper. Yeah. Okay. Salt and pepper. Yes. Some seasoning. Some flavour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> so the controversy is obviously built. I think last time when we were talking about it, we were afraid to get cancelled. Should we get cancelled today? This week, we're not so afraid. <laughs> Should we get cancelled today? Fuck it. Johnny, why is it that white people within every single minority structure... Look at him get comfortable. <laughs> Look at him get comfortable when he's sitting Johnny, wh- Johnny, why is it that even in minority groups, there is always a fucking hierarchy of pain, which is always, always cultivated 
catalyzed by people of your ilk. Mm. Huh? I'm not entirely sure I understand the point that you're making. I'm trying to say that nobody gives a fuck about black people, Johnny. Oh. Um. Even the people in the communities, these minority communities, they claim to be all inclusive and for everybody. Yeah, listen, as we established... Tell me why that is. As we established in the last episode, there's nothing harder than being a straight white male in this but country. These, these aren't even... And that is not even Dave Chappelle's battle. This isn't about straight white males at all. Why? Well, it never this is. This is about That's LGBTQ. <laughs> this is about LGBTQ. Okay, right. I don't know if you guys saw. You might know. Was it an NFL or an NBA coach who got caught in, that, uh, in the email John scandal? John Gruden. Was it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, NFL. Email scandal. And mm-hmm. there was like a whole bunch of like... Uh, Emails that were like dissing black people, were dissing black people, mm. and they were like, "Yeah, that's cool." But then he did some emails that were like dissing like LGBTQ, mm-hmm. and, he, and they were like, "You gotta go, you're out of here, buddy." Yeah, so we did this, didn't we? We did the, the black dollar and the gay dollar. Which dollar's better organized? That's what's up, basically. You no, have no, the floor, the Johnny. Dollars. You have the floor, Johnny. What's going on, man? Why is there? Why? Why, why is this? Um... Why is it all right to attack black people? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> Let's start with that. <laughs> um... And we're only limited to an hour and a half, so I won't be able to go through my full reason list. Is that another one of your jokes? <laughs> Tommy laughed, but anyway. Um, very good, very good. No, no, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know, it's a bit of a mad question. Um, uh, why is it all right to attack black people? Not Well, this is kind of what Dave Chappelle was talking about, right? In, in, the, in the set, about punching, um, asking trans people not to punch down on his people. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know, why is the gay dollar better organized than the black dollar? Um, it's easy to attack people that don't have the means of response. And it just so happens that the structural, inequi- structural inequities and the access to opportunity mean that when black people are attacked in mass media, black people don't often find an equitable right to reply. Hmm. That's what's up. What's your view on this, Tommy? We didn't get into this Dave Chappelle thing enough last week, and I really want to understand why people are so upset. I think I had... I had um similar questions around it and maybe four or five pods ago i think you answered it and i didn't really understand it until i kind of looked it up after you talked about intersectionality right so i think that can go to some degree of explaining what you're talking about in terms of those red lines with the emails and rah 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 right um and i guess that's also similar to what Chappelle was talking about basically, and his whole kind of stand-up thing about um, trans and the ones who are doing the dying are particularly predominantly black trans people or whatever, right? So it's, it comes back down, I think, it can be largely explained, not necessarily fully, but maybe largely explained by this concept of intersectionality. You can be more than just gay. Why is it not okay to, to laugh at or with particular minority groups? No, it's fine. No, it's not. Oh, it's fine for me. <laughs> me That's too. That's how I live my life. Me too. But why is it not okay? <laughs> to what? To laugh no, at minority okay. groups? I think, I think it, it, it stops being okay, right? When you have a following over a certain number. And it gets back to what Johnny was talking about when we were talking about the, politi- the political stuff, when you were talking about star, fame stars, or whatever. I don't know how you... Micro stars. Micro stars or whatever, right? That's what it is, right? If you can build a name... For yourself, if you can get an extra 300, 500,000 Twitter followers by jumping on one of these crusades and trying to like r- rub a bit of Dave Chappelle's shine on you, then um, then you're going to do that, right? Some people are going to do that. And that's, what's, that's why it's more uncomfortable 
uh, when you are someone of a particular fame to, to have these kind of jokes, right? Who'd Whereas you and I can do this all day long. Who don't you feel that you can shit on that you would like to? Jews. Yeah, to be fair, we've got good lawyers. But who else? <laughs> no, honestly. You're like, okay, who else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send, send the space Jews. But they are a protected, space, uh, protected class. We're going to talk about that. Boy. We're going to do a Jewish based episode one day. Protected and we're going to demystify class. Judaism. Wow. I mean, there's a whole section of Judaism that's basically built on mysticism. So it might take a while. We'll condense it. Shout and include out some shout of your out, shout jokes. Shout out the Cabela Cabal. Um, but shout I mean, out Larry David. Why'd you ask Larry me that David. though? Why'd you ask me that though? Why, well, because you seem to have a view that it's all right to shit on some people and some not. Yeah. So who do you feel like it's not okay to shit on? Everyone but blacks. Uh, okay. Do you feel like people who have attacked the LGBT community have gotten away with it? Actually, this is actually a fair, uh, it's actually quite an apt thing because I, I was reading recently that Aerie Spears, uh, who had that, kind of red pill knowledge stand up around that divorce experience was talking about being white blackballed across Hollywood and not being able to get any work based off that stand up set, which was basically kind of shitting on the American divorce experience for men and de facto shitting on women basically. Mm. And as a result, he can't get booked anywhere. I mean, he can do stand up gigs, but he's not doing movies and all the other shit that he was doing before. So it goes back to kind of Rich's thing about, well, clearly, we know you can't really shit on the alphabet people and you clearly can't really shit on women. Mm. So who's left to shit on is basically, I guess, yeah. this question. Dave Chappelle has the, the massive advantage of having get the fuck out of my face money, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I find it quite, I find it like a massively missed opportunity when you have one minority group, i.e. the LGBTQ community, essentially shitting on somebody like him who even though he is stupid rich is a black man mm -hmm. ultimately um and i can't say this statistically without with any real level of accuracy but typically the people who are who are aiming for him to be cancelled typically aren't the black members of the lgbtq i think the person who organized the walkout from netflix may have been I don't, know, I, wouldn't, I don't know about that though i've seen a lot of videos and stuff just to see what the other side is saying and it's a lot of like black trans people, a lot of black... Uh, but, if, but, but, but that then opens the question as to whether or not they actually watched The Closer because I think he, was very, uh, not, uh, I think he was very clear that he wasn't talking but about them and that his problem saying. wasn't anybody black within that minority. Yeah, his problem's always been saying. with the whites, right? It doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter. You're just trying to get a bit of shine. There's uh, this big Twitter... You mean, the, you yeah, mean the people the who are hyping yeah, up? You're yeah, just yeah, trying yeah. to get a bit of shine. Watched it, didn't watch it, doesn't matter. You're gonna, you have a little tribe of your own with your little 500 followers or whatever, 1,000 followers, and, and you're trying to get a bit of shine by, you know... You, a reasoned opinion is never going to get the shine, right? So it's just going to be more and more outrageous on either side. So either you're going to go full out, die hard, support Dave, or you're going to go full out, cancel Dave, and obviously everything in the middle, which is where the majority are, is not obviously going to get any coverage because it's not interesting. It's just the, the, the extremes, right? I mean, these aren't small echoes though, right? Like it's a huge, I think it was a huge, uh, as much as we joked about it, I think it was quite a substantial Netflix walkout, right? Not really. And the though. uproar was pretty big on the internet. Mm, so they're not small. They're pretty small. Because then echoes. you also have like other communities, like million, like the whatever it is, 10 million people who listen to every single Joe Rogan podcast being like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he goes so, in. Yeah, and he's he's on a... But do you know why he gets away with it? He's got a big beef right now with, with, with uh, he's mainstream Jewish. media. Because he's got, he's got fans. No. He's got people's... 
Because Dave watch. Chappelle has fans. Yeah, you think and that's why Dave Chappelle's getting away with it. We don't know that yet. Yeah, he's uh, pretty. He's gonna get I mean, he probably been will. Try, They've been trying to cancel Joe Rogan for two years now. Ever since people clocked that he's actually popular. When they're like, hold on, how many people are listening? Cosby to had fans. <laughs> like, and since then, CNN have been on his ass basically, and they can't cancel. Cosby him had fans, and he's not guilty. Yeah, he's still cancelled. He's not guilty. He got released, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, yo, I'm not saying anything out of turn. I didn't say he didn't do that shit. I'm just saying what the court got, said. Did he get Did it get overturned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, what we spoke yeah, about. He got overturned, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He was in jail for long. But, but that's because of one... He got. He only got uh, prosecuted for one woman of the alleged ex... He got on a technicality. Um, yeah. But regardless, like, I think it's... I think we can make too much of it. Like, yeah, there are going to be some people. And yeah, you have the bait media sources who have three listeners like who are like talking about this but apart from that like anyone who's of an age that matters to any real mm. advertising demographic uh, doesn't give a fuck basically there's it's just the fringes we can amplify a little bit of noise on twitter and then the coverage that gets from some bullshit organizations but apart from that i don't think it's getting but as do, much I, heat I, as as I, they're I, trying to my issue is that every single time it's a particular type of person we are nine times more likely to try and get him the fuck out of here than when other people do. And it's typically people like me. That's annoying. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is that this maybe goes back to the divisive nature of politics that we spoke about. And because there's, because discourse is so antagonistic these days, there's actually not a lot of value in trying to hear the other side's point. And so you just entrench your own position and try and fuck the other side. And doing that is inverted commas cancelling them. But I was going to say basically there's no such thing as cancel culture. It's bullshit, right? It's just an exp- especially in the entertainment space, it's just an expression of, of the free market. If you don't want to listen to a guy anymore because he pisses you off, don't fucking listen to him. We just happen to live in a world where people's opinions can be broadcast more frequently. Going back to the topic of being a microstar, everyone's got a platform that the average politician would have had 30, 40 years ago, right? Any Jeff on Twitter can reach more people than an MP could have done 20 years ago. Um, and so th- this whole cancel culture thing is bullshit. It's just, it's just whatever the free market is or whatever group think is or like if, if people don't want to listen to a dude because they don't like their content anymore then they'll stop doing that that's about all that council culture is it's just it's basically free market for bitches and when people bitch in enough numbers some people lose money but fundamentally if dave Chappelle makes enough money for netflix they're going to put his next special and look they've doubled down right they said that he is going all of nowhere so you guys Fucking right. better pick up your tissues or just hit stop Hit the fucking road, basically. So people trying to sell. To, uh, I think there was an old Conor McGregor bar where he was trying to gun out uh, one of the other UFC fighters. Where he was like, "It's just some broke bitches trying to sell some shit." <laughs> like, <laughs> and this is what it is. Like, this happens, and then you have Pierce Morgan, who's now bitch. the editor at large of Daily Mail Online, being like, "Oh, I'm so happy that uh, um, that Netflix, uh, one of the few tech companies who are taking a stand against mm. this cancel culture." Oh wow, he was have, for it. Of course he's for it yeah, because he's like a, one of these freedom of speech advocates in this issue. Man, I just never know which Pierce Morgan's going to wake and then up. You have, then you have the guys yeah. on the other side and all in the name of the fiduciary duty to shareholders, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just some broke free bitches market, trying to sell some shit. I'm trying to sell some some like viewer time on my website. I'm trying to sell more advertising, whatever it is. That's what it yeah, is. Basically. Netflix aren't about to get rid of Dave Chappelle he but when he's about to serve money. them the new Chappelle show, yeah, which exactly. I'm sure has come in 2023 or whatever. Plus, if he does get cancelled, he can just end up on Trump's new social media network yeah, and yeah, his new yeah. TV station. Man, yeah. like, the segue done. Your yeah, boy yeah, is yeah. Two for two today, yeah? Your boy oh, is look back. at you, yeah? You want to flow in. The Jeez. truth, the Pod truth, in. the truth. Who wants to talk about it? Because I don't. <laughs> 
Why are you trying to? Why would you? Why are you trying to cancel Donald? I mean, Twitter I mean, did that. That's, that's president. Of the, man like Dorsey did that. That's mm. the president of the United States, rude boy. You must call Hit it, the role, Jack. Mr. Trump. It was a bit. It was a bit strange that they did that and they got away with that, but. They, that's maybe the closest thing to an actual cancel. No, that was a cancellation. They <laughs> He's not been able to create a Twitter page. But the thing is, if he was even still, in a different IP so the address, thing is, like I really miss, he ain't even able to rock up to his neighbours and be yeah, like, "Yo, so can like we I try said this?" At the time, he is he was different avatar. He was the single best Twitter account, right? And Twitter is the worst place for him not being on it. But if he was on Twitter, then we would still like have such frequent tweet output that we wouldn't get like. Saved up statements like but we got about play, But you play beta versions of Football Manager, yeah, and that makes read me an Donald male. Trump tweets. Yeah, well now I read the press statements because you just I can't to, get I can't get nah, the tweets anymore. But anyway, Donald Trump is starting his own social media network, which is going to be called Truth Social, mm. uh, and it's going to be driven by him and basically a place um, that is going to make. Uh, Telegram. No, what was the weird one that they all joined? Was it Telegram or something else? Uh, Parlour. Parlour. It's going to yeah. make Parlour look like a socialist um, drinking lobby. Uh, and it's going to be for all the right-wing super nuts to basically say shit about black people that would get you cancelled in any other public place. And that's that's probably going to make him a lot of money and he's going to make a TV channel and stream but, lots of... But he tried a couple. TV he tried shows. a couple of other things. Isn't he already tried to launch a couple of social media things that have failed already? I don't think he's tried to he's, he launch. threatened to launch. Yeah, I don't think he's tried yeah. to actually launch. But now There's they've floated a, a company. To get back onto Twitter, basically. Yeah. So now they've. So now they've. Now they've got. They're going to float a company. It's actually got some capital behind it. Question. Mm-hmm. Does that serve a purpose if it's just Q and on motherfuckers like him in a room? Yeah, wanking each other off. Yeah, it's fucking bants. It's fucking. No, bans. no, no, no. It's no, no be but like no. Deep, deep my question. Deep my question. Okay. Does that serve a wider purpose if the only people who are subscribing to those channels yeah. are people who all believe and think the same way? The reason that they Twitter were, the exactly reason the why they had, no, no, no. The, re, the reason why Echo Twitter channels. worked is because, no, no. Twi the reason why Twitter worked is because it offended so many fucking people. Yes. If you if you got the same people in the room, how does that work? So the serve, the, the utility jerk is, off circle. It, yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like putting all. But a jerk off circle. Who wants to watch that if you're a Democrat? You're not logging in. So for that's that. fine. It's you don't like need the it's like putting all the anti-vaxxers on the Isle of Wight. You just put the fucking QAnoners in their own little social media bubble and let them fucking argue with each other. That's they fine. But then what happens? I don't know. They they all circle jerk each other. I guess the point I'm trying to make. Maybe I should have maybe I should have framed it differently. He's doing this ahead of the 2024 campaign. Yeah, so they're all going to convince each not other that elections are rigged and it's not. there's no point in voting. What do you so think it's for? Turn up. Like, he might not necessarily run. Like, this oh, might grow be... Up. No, no, no. <laughs> well, like, it looks like... It, I mean, I think he's likely to run, yeah. right? But there is a small chance that he doesn't run and just goes and tries to build some kind of media empire, right? Like, okay. first step, social media. Try to challenge these men. Uh, Twitter and rah, rah, rah. On a small level, you don't need a billion users. He, he just needs, whatever, 30 million followers. He needs 22 million of his followers to jump online. And that new uh, social media that? platform is an instant success. But don't we have that already? Like, then, if you're talking about media empire and it goes from a, from a Twitter page or a social media page, rather, to the screens, we've already got the Tucker Carlson's and all this other but this shit. Is what he's, then what? But this is, this is the game. The game, he's, like, he's trying to make money. This is not The game isn't like we saw him try to profit from four years as president. So the game is, if he is able to successfully eat into Fox's News, Fox News' uh, market share... 10 15 percent and he's now sat there with his new news network which is on even footing with fox msnbc cnn rah 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 that's a big win bro. it's a big ask as well man look what happened to G ask. look what happened to gb news bro <laughs> yeah but gb news did not launch with with a flagship like trump has 20 
maybe 25 million people who will jive with him regardless. Yeah, then he'll have another 10 or 15 million people who voted for him. They're not diehard man or whatever, but they also voted. He got 40 million votes, bro. So like, you just need a small fraction of them. Five million of them sit in the first quarter, jump on, like uh, on, this, on this parlor ripoff, Truth Social. That, that makes that business probably one of the most successful businesses Trump has All ever right. run. Do you think he has, and I'm assuming it's going to be a fee-paying social media platform. I don't know about I that. I think the social media platform will be free, but the streaming services and the content production okay. is going to be... Because my next question based. was, of all, of all of his fans, all of these people that you speak of, how many are actually willing to pay for his shit? Bear man. A, a massive, Bear man. A ma Bear man. I don't know, man. I think They'll you might have bigging him up too content, much. For okay. sure. All right, I'm putting my fork in the ground right now. I think it's going to be a resounding failure. That's my fucking take. Probably, because his brain is... Well, you, don't say probably. You, you've been full chesting him about how big this is going to be, like, the literally 30 seconds thing. ago. The social yeah, media thing is going to be... I'm talking about the whole fucking thing. No, the, the, tru the truth network content. is going to die. They'll pay people to... The truth network is different to the Trump Media Telecoms group. That is going to attract a lot of money. I think they're interlinked and I think they're both going to fail. It's already attracted a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot, attracts a lot of investment. They're, they're going to make the money back through subscriptions. Through uh, subscriptions. People will be just signing up to all these fucking weird rando documentary series and pods. You hear that? Full chest. What do you think it's going to fail. fail. It's going to fail. Yeah, I'm not so convinced. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a brave man who's going to bet against Oga Trump. Yes. Yeah. Daddy I'm Trump. Da, I'm that guy. Um, what else has been going on before we move on to my favourite part of the pod? Uh, I don't know, there's a few things been going on. The Queen nearly died. They tried to cover it up. She can't go to Northern Ireland. It, it's looking ominous, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, she has got to go at some point. 95? All right, you're Somewhere. channeling your inner Charles there, yeah? And we get, She's got to go at some <laughs> point. point. We, got, we get a four-day bank holiday when it happens. So there's the Alec Baldwin shot a chick. That's pretty fucked. That's nice. Yeah, someone I knew knew her. Oh, snap. Really? Which is crazy. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bleak. RIP to... Um, Natalia or something. What was her yeah, name? Cinematographer. Was, yeah. I, think her name, I mean, we should probably get her name before yeah. we uh, give her what we're paying respect. Like when Johnny just went Natalia give, or something. Or give, <laughs> give some shit, innit? Given that we are, we're paying respects to this lady, we should probably um, the, say the, her name. The current second place uh, in the French presidential campaign is a right-wing journalist who hasn't even declared that they're going to run for president yet, which is quite jokes. He's like, a, he's like, he's like Trump's... It's like kind of if Tucker Carlson ran for president... But you can't call him racist. Oh, is this the French guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, can't yeah. call him racist because he's a Jew. Yeah. And he's putting away his 28-year-old assistant. Yeah, he used to be on like some sort of entertainment show. He was on the French Fox News. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's quite jokes. Uh, and then Usual rhetoric, French for the French. As if, if French being racist is proper shock. Uh, and then Citigroup have said that they're going to do an audit into how their business impacts non-white communities. Black History Month, baby. Black History Month, nah, baby. Nah, 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 nah. We have to tell that story properly. The shareholders pushed them into doing it. Mm. Do we have to? It's not them doing some kind of... Oh, no, of they like, didn't volunteer for shit. Exactly. No, they yeah, were yeah, forced no. into... Fiduciary duty. Exactly. It just so happens that these men are trying not Black to Black History be Month and the B is for performative. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. What else is going on? No, but for real, the Queen, man, that's that's some deep shit. Bro. Yeah, she's about to go. Did you see Nicholas Witch on BBC News was fucking fuming. Why? Because they were like, so who? Nicholas Witch, the BBC Royal Correspondent, get to know. He's the guy that Prince Charles told to shut the fuck up. Yeah, basically. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, so that, like they they basically released that she was tired and that she should take a rest rather than going to Northern Ireland. It turns out she spent the night in hospital, mm. and he's meant to be like the BBC's royal reporter, which means you'd think that like they'd be speaking to the state broadcaster. Mm. Uh, and they, they sold him a pack of lies. So he came out on um, 
BBC News the next morning and was like, it seems we won't be giving full information to millions of people around the world very yeah, concerned yeah. about the Queen's state. We've not been told. Yeah. She doesn't have reporting in these anxious times. Well, get well soon, Lizzie, right? Well, hope you, hope well, you're doing all right. Four day weekend. No, no, no. Let's, 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 let's do things the right way, Johnny. Get well soon. Okay, yeah, um, sure. Get well soon, soon yeah, then leads fine. us to whatever else comes after. Do you we pay we get our a four respects. day weekend if she survives? Yeah, we got we got bank holidays for days next year anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. So. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Definitely or not, it's all good. You're saying good luck? Yeah, yeah. Good luck, Charlie. Um, so. Ideally, we get two sets of four day weekends. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, and and after the name. 100 years, though, we might go five. We could probably push it. Does, yeah. she, does she write a letter to herself? If she makes it, like who? I think it's already done. Yeah. Who congratulates the queen for getting to a hundred? She does. Hello, you. Hello, me. You did the, it. The definition of patting <laughs> yourself made on it. the back. We made it. Here. We did it, Joe. Ooh, started from the bottom. <laughs> did, did she? Did she start from the bottom? Um, the name of the woman who got shot, by the way, was Helena Hutchins. Uh. uh I think she was the one that survived. There's, yeah. There's basically no, no, one no, got no. killed and one no, got... The no, cinematographer no. died. No, the... no, no. Helena Hutchins is the lady who died. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to fact... I mean, there's another lady who got... Who, oh, another guy, yeah, I think. Director got... survived, but Helena Hutchins yeah. She was the cinematographer. Passed. Not Natalia. Um, Alec Baldwin is obviously cooperating with all of the police and made a statement to that effect, saying he's mortified and it's heartbroken for the family. And to be honest, man, like that type of shit should not be happening on the set of a movie in 2021. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's mad. Firing blanks at people, for fuck's sake. How does that happen? I fired a blank anyway, on stage once. At someone. Yeah, So you, but you get told to fire it away from the head. In case of course. Like this I mean, you're not it's supposed to... That's how he was just allowed to... Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a pretty controlled situation when you're yeah, shooting yeah. a film. Like, uh, it's pretty jokes firing a blank. Though. It's horrible. But anyway... Um, He's got yeah. a suspect history as well. Rest in peace, yeah. Helena. He had to do a roast. What the, what the, to, to, to like resurrect his image or whatever. Oh, there's something about uh, some voicemail he left on his daughter's phone or some shit. Oh, snap. And he went nuts at something and like, and then that got leaked. And I think he was battling various kind of alcohol. Did he go a bit, did he go a bit TI? Stuff. Start checking his daughter's virginity. Yeah, oh, you mate, need to not out, bring that up as much. All types of bitch, basically. Oh, yeah. snap. Oh, mate, you should look it up. It's actually pretty... Are we cancelling Alec Baldwin? Pretty foul. Probably not. He's white, isn't it? Anyway... Um, <laughs> relationship advice. Let's go again. It's my turn this week. Mm -hmm. It's entitled How to Get Out of the Friend Zone. Mm. You might be surprised to find out it's from a lady. Oh, interesting. Decided to come. almost uh, argue the premise of a friend zone when you're a lady. Crazy, right? Mm. Yeah. So let's, let's begin. Without further ado. There is a guy in my friendship circle whom I have known for about five years now. We had never really been close friends, just acquaintances. Mm -hmm. Recently, I needed to move into a new flat. He was moving out of his flat to go traveling for work for a couple of months. So by coincidence, I ended up renting his flat from him. During this time, I got to know his personality and found him funny, intelligent, and interesting. He's got amazing books in his house and I became a little bit infatuated which never happens these days. Mm -hmm. However, he would mention his most recent breakup with an actress, not a famous actress, but she has had some very famous penis. He would talk about her quite a lot. He would say how she would treat him hot and cold, and maybe that was the appeal. So she would be all over him or not speak to him for several months. He would also make comments about her not being his usual type body-wise, saying she's a bit bigger than his type, which is worrying given I am sure I'm bigger than her. And I'm normal build. 
Um, mm. I know who submitted this. Body for days. Okay, very um, He stopped talking about her lately, but here is the dilemma. How do I get him to view me in a more romantic way? Oh. P.S. He's still out of the country, so we communicate via text. Mm. The guy has mentioned to me he's been on a couple of dates, including this ex-girlfriend. He was frustrated because the actress would put him down and she was quite verbally abusive. But I wonder if this hot and cold is what kept him coming back. We haven't spent too much time one-on-one, so no near moments or close shaves. And I do wonder if he only views me as a friend. Should I continue asking about his date life as I would with friends? Or how do I move the chat to more romantic waters? I think all the books in his house make me feel like this is a guy I could really see myself mm-hmm. within the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to see this book collection. Yeah. 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 Um, Harry Potter's in there. I think, there's, I think there's quite a quick fix to this one. Go on. All of the chat so far is over WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Send saucy pics. Okay. But slowly build up the source, right? So start off being like, this is my outfit tonight for my date. Mm. Get him thinking he's not the only one who's missing out. She, or that, get, that she, he's got something to miss out also on. Also known as fear of loss. That's fucking so right. So show him like a little bit of shoulder. Well, you start off with like, maybe a low cut top. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he forgets it's winter. Depends where he's traveling. Yeah. Show him a nice... A nice, a nice dress that you got going for about yourself. Mm. Ask him to ask him to pick the dress for you. Yeah. So that he sees you in a few different ones. Okay. Um, you, he need basically what what you need to make him realize, honey, is that there's body he's missing out on, mm. and that you got stuff to work with. Okay. Your mama gave you a set. But what if she is actually in the friend zone and all of this sending pictures of her outfits and stuff is just like a friend doing it? Men are simple creatures. Okay. Uh, I think we see titties. We like titties. <laughs> um, I, I'm willing to debate any man in the world on that. Um, okay. I'm not saying get your tits out. <clears throat> I'm just asking you how much you want to fuck him. She's said very clearly, Johnny, this is not about sex. This is not a meeting of the loins. It is a meeting of the minds. Yeah, sure. We all love each other's dick. but um, Sorry, what? Just pause. I do not like your dick. I mean, that kind of wasn't the point I was getting at. Okay. But uh, if you want him to see you sexually, which is what she's trying to get achieved here. Mm. You keep going for sexual. So they already have an emotional attraction to each other. Over books. In a friend's yeah. context. Let me, let me save you. Over books. Here. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm not I finished. I'm going to premise. She needs to be sexier to him because he is not seeing her in that way at that present. What if the advice, can you, can you channel your advice away from what she needs to do to attract him sexually and what, he, what she needs to do to get him up here, Johnny, up men, here? There is not much inside men's heads. Can you stop and, doing and this that? this is the point that I'm, I'm deep. getting at. I'm deep. I've got levels. You not. What? I've got levels. But you men are like, you yeah. men are maybe like onions. What do you think, Tommy? There you go, like onion. Tommy, what does, what does our listener need to Easily do? Easily peeled. I think, I think um, the whole submission... Was a little naive, mm. <laughs> and oh. I know that it came from a woman. Oh I can wow! Tell. Okay, because you can Richard. tell it straight away, Tommy. You can tell they cancel away. us black people. Your friend, don't forget that. Yeah, huh? they cancel us black people. Yeah, so just okay. be careful yeah, with this. Yeah, I'll be These careful. Throwaway... Yeah, yeah. Please edit that one. Yeah. Timestamp edit. But like, uh, <laughs> but really, realistically, where I'm getting, what, what I'm trying to get at is that 
he probably already sees you in that way. Mm. There is no differentiation. Maybe the girls have that kind of... Well, girls do have that differentiation, arguably, uh, between friends and rah, rah, rah. But my guy, it's all variations of pipeline management, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, realistically, <laughs> there aren't very... Unless... And it doesn't sound like the two of you guys are good friends, right? It sounds like you're in the same kind of platonic group. Like, you might have, like, a wider group that you guys are a part of, right? Mm. Bless, fine. So you guys aren't particularly good friends. In that scenario, guys don't friend zone people. I don't know. Let me just speak for myself. But unless you're really a good friend with someone, there is no friend zone, right? Mm. Once you have a good friendship is when you're starting to talk about friend zones mm -hmm. and shit like that, right? Mm. And it doesn't sound like they have a particularly good friendship. So I'd start off by removing that impediment from your own mind mm. of thinking that he's friend zoned me. That's mm. definitely not the case. He's definitely not friend zoned you from the information that we have presently available. Mm. Then the conversation goes to when well, this is 2021, like there's no reason that she can't just hit him up direct. Right. Mm -hmm. Why can't she just move to him directly? Like, I'd like to like, manage your so pipeline. What, what Johnny was kind of suggesting, all the stuff that Johnny was suggesting is a, is a kind of reactive approach where you're trying to bait him into chirpsing you. That's basically, correct. Right. That's Whereas correct. why don't you just chirps him? Mm. Basically, right? Does she have game? Jump his bones. Does does she have game? And she can chirp him, in, and she's living in his she house. Has, yeah, so no, she's living in his one, house. This she has one a lot is... of material available, like the books, she'll say, mm. that will allow her to to throw game. Basically. Very good looking. This one. Very good looking. This one. Very charming. Very yeah. funny. Very smart. The problem is that she's good looking. So the, I don't know her. I don't know who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But if you're saying that she's good looking, that's. That's the problem. If she's good looking, you, you might. she's not used to doing the legwork, right? And that's why she's baffed as to Ooh, what to do now. Wow. She's like, I'm not really sure Tommy's what to do. Tommy's attacking the pretty privilege now. No, no, in a good way, in a good mm. way. And this is why we're trying to give that information. Mm. And that information is, firstly, no friend zone exists. And secondly, this 2021 baby, move to him. Move to him aggressively. Move yes. to him. Move to him I, aggressively. I can, I can. Uh, the Scandinavian approach. Yeah. Just yeah. tell him what's up. What are you saying? Yeah, you're going on these dead dates. I'm here. What are you saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. So, so Halloween season's coming up and here I am dressed as the love of your life. Mm. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think she should do, Rich? I think this listener should send him a text saying, look, stop talking to me about your ex. I'm your future. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I like your books. Let's read together. Mm -mm. I'll will you read me a bedtime story? I will, mm. I will turn those pages for you, baby. Mm -hmm. And Very also, good. the sooner we start fucking, the sooner I can live in your apartment rent-free. That's, That's the motive. Can solve a lack of dick and cost of living crisis. That's all I've got. So, so you're basically saying something similar to me. Like, move to There him. is move only him. one way. We've all said just move There's to There's only him. one you way to that. solve this. I said send him saucy pics. You basically, you, you just were got, saying, You went like, straight she, to the fucking You were you. like, bait him into chirps in you. We're telling her to chirps him. Basically. Oh, yeah, it's I guess. Different. Well, it's a different maybe. thing. Semantics. You were like, oh, just, you know, just show him pictures and be like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, bait him. Fuck that. Just, him. just hit him up direct. Just be like, listen, you're obviously going on some dead dates. <laughs> Because, like, <laughs> you're still thinking about this ex who's boying yeah. you off. You're thinking about, forget that, right? Look. I'm here. I'm right yeah. here. I'm here. Then send the pic. Let me yeah. sit on your face. Ooh. 
that might be a bit too aggressive. Okay. Depending on the guy, though. Is he that why like I'm going that. wrong? He might like that. Maybe. Yeah. Either way, that's that's my advice. Don't worry too much about this friend zone thing because you guys aren't that deep friends. Facts. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and go for it. <laughs> you're, worried about, you're worried about being friend zoned by a guy probably doesn't even like you. Probably yeah. doesn't even like you as a friend. Guys, uh, guys have problems with like female friends, don't they? It's a bit of a weird complex. Not me personally, but a lot of men, generally speaking, don't yeah, see the value. Way, in what way do you mean? A lot of men don't have, don't see the value in having female friends unless mm-hmm. they're banging. No, no, I know. To be fair, um, it's a bit so yeah, I would just say, just make sure you don't hit him with a line like, "So what are we?" None of that, none oh, of that shit. That. Just, just hit, just hit him, just hit him up, and just be like, "Brother, I like your face, I like your books. How about it?" I really want to know what this book collection is. I like your face. If she could get like back in touch, touch, right? Can I sit on it? It would be good to hear like the the three to five books that really caught her attention. Mm. That would be interesting. Just mm. just to, because from that, I'm sure we could then surmise a lot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, about both of them. I think really. I think I, I don't know. I think there's value in the baiting one. I think she should start telling him about her dates so that she so that so that he starts to see her in that kind of context because maybe he doesn't even yeah. think of her in the dating so like she stuff. could send him pictures of the guy she's going out on that's dates quite with that's quite good be like, she what do you think like, do you I think he's good looking knowing that. that he's good looking <laughs> just to see how just my man feels and Jordan. then if it's like objective yeah if he's just like hating it's just like objective hating like, or it's, uh, if he's still hung up about his ex then maybe she should also start fucking famous people because then yeah. he'll start associating no what I would the, the say together. is though do your research about that ex because she's assuming like oh I think that you know I might be bigger than her and he's saying this just fight, look her up. No, I think she. I think she did look her up, <laughs> which is why she. Uh, which is why she said, if he's if he's saying that she is a bit on the big side, then I am definitely too big. Is is our listener's point, which is, uh, which would be incorrect because our listener is certainly not. So this guy like this guy likes a beanpole, basically. Yeah, it would appear. I don't fuck him. He's not even worth it. No, I agree. You got to question his taste, listener. Hundred percent. She's questioned his taste. His taste is great. He's got great books. <laughs> <laughs> and a nice flat apparently this guy's winning so the uh, general consensus traveling for work yeah this guy's actually he should be one this of guy's the guys really. listen Bring up him in. yeah should we invite one apart yeah. Uh, yeah listen up the general consensus be in charge of your own destiny grow yes. up grow up and move to him move to him move to him and let us know how it works out yeah if you need like some bars we're here to help don't ask yeah we got bars if for you. She's Actually, a good speaker, we, this one. She's we also want to hear about the book collection, so we'd love it if you can get back in touch. Yeah, yes. know this is, really. I'm going to be doing my top um, 10 books of the year soon, so we can you? compare we, nice. So what are we saying? Do, we, um, do. do mm-hmm. we have a quiz? So there's a mere culpa to be had here. Oh, oh shit. So obviously we know um, from the last 10 or so pods, eight or so, nine pods that mm-hmm. we've been doing this quiz, and we're at the stage now where Abiyadi is on the cusp of victory. So I could tell you that we don't have a quiz this week because we're mm. trying to create a <laughs> fantastical quiz. You could say that, but for the next for the next, he's about pod. to snatch defeat. But from realistically, the, the real answer is I didn't put a quiz together this week. We were four you minutes out. One job. We were literally about to start recording, and I was like. Oh yeah. shit, the quiz. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking digital chickens, isn't it? Uh, like, yeah, it's true. Chicken <laughs> derby guys, get on there. <laughs> anyway, all right, well, cool. I Sorry. guess that's so, that yeah. then. No, that's so next good. week, we're, the next pod, we're going to have a deep, deep quiz. Mm-hmm. And if you win that, or if Abiadi wins that, he is crowned champion. Don't mm. know. If Johnny wins, he ties it up and we go 
to our finale. Mm, the decider. It's not going to happen. Um, the only um, last bit of thing I would say, if you man haven't listened to Young Thug's new album, Punk, I would recommend you do so. That is a dope album. It's dope. I Very fucking sick. Is my, I mean, this is probably like a big statement given how long he's been around. My very first time listening to a Young Thug album from front to back. Mm. I hear songs, obviously, but I didn't really like him at the beginning. But then people kept on telling me, this guy is super musical. This guy is super dope. Um, the antics are the antics, but his music is actually fucking sick. Today was the first time I listened to an album all the way through. And then I listened to his other album, Jeffrey, all the way through. I think, I think I'm in love with Young Thug. Oh, man. shit. I think his music is fucking sensational. Our listener so, just had a similar experience, right? That's literally, she read the book collection. Yeah. I think I'm in love. Yeah, 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 <laughs> literally. But um, yeah, that's, that's the new music recommendation for the week. Um... Gentlemen, pleasure as always. I just, I just wanted to give one shout out to wrap out the episode. Uh-oh. Uh, it's a shout out to a man who's an uncle to me. Yeah. A man like Uncle Greg. Done that. Who, um, who very, very sadly had a brain aneurysm a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. To express how important Uncle Greg is to me. Uh, if anyone has ever talked about me being a trader in the city, if I've ever told you ridiculous stories of the 80s and 90s and the heyday in the city, if you've ever heard my stupid expressions about shit that's said on the trading floor, the vast majority of it comes uh, from Greg Hickling. Fundamentally a good man who's helped many people get into the city, certainly helped me uh, in many times of crisis, given me the opportunity to be a trader. Um, he was told, his family were told last week um, that there was a chance that he would be locked in his body since then He's become responsive, reactive. His eyes are open. He can wiggle his toes and his feet. So we pray to God. We keep praying. We pray to God that he, uh, he finds his strength internally and he comes out of it. Uh, thoughts with Jim, a man like Jimmy Hicklin, my boy, his son, uh, and Sarah, his wife, and um, Kigo and Uncle Greg. It's all going to be all right. Amen, amen. All the best, Greg. To everybody else, we'll be back in two weeks. Peace. Holla at your boys. <laughs>